and welcome to Ending the Drought, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 17. I'm Jason Webster, here with your other hosts, Jeff Webster and Jake Cranston. Gentlemans. What's up, guys? What's How up? do? Uh, I'm, better. I'm feeling pretty good, all things considered. Well, I mean, it was a bad loss, obviously, but... Obviously. There's two ways really you can bad. look at it as a Bills fan. One being, like, the Bills fan stage I'm at in my life now, I have pretty thick skin so these type of losses don't get to me like you know maybe a early 20 year old guy yeah i've been through and seen seen these happen for a long time sure it sucks don't get me wrong but i'm not one to be like uh josh allen he sucks you know the bills suck like yeah right right i I used to be like that yeah now after you see it for a while you you kind of just it, it, you absorb all the pain you've had for 20 years. Right. You know, and I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, the season's over, especially with up in the air of Josh's injury. Correct. But um, it's just, yeah, it's right now it feels like there's a little bit of a cloud over us, and hopefully that can clear up soon, you know? So yeah. for me, it feels like, I I feel like there is an actual thing. People say that at about halfway through the Green Bay game, we haven't really come back since. Yep, second half. And yeah. if that's true, which I think it could be at this point, right? That's going to be unfortunate. But I'm I'm waiting it out. I'm not going to decide that's a thing or it's not. I'm just going to wait and see. Hopefully, yeah. we'll bounce back. Yeah, I agree. Yep. I agree, hundred percent. We had and, a rough second half last year too. So yeah, and when we needed to play better, like Josh Allen looked like Superman. In the playoffs, we got to the playoffs, nine touchdowns, no interceptions. He played his ass off. And So, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and there is something to be said about that, because this is the easier half of our schedule. Right. It's possible that maybe they relaxed a little bit too much. Yeah, we, we, we thought about that. I mean, I thought about that, that it is possible they went with a base offense, base defense, didn't have some of our stellar defensive players in there and Matt Milano and Jordan Poyer and Trey White. And um, they thought it would probably be easier than what it really truly was. And I kind of understand that. Like even leading up, the spread was huge, over 10 points, double-digit spread. You know, everybody's talking about how the Bills are going to manhandle the Jets. And Zach Wilson had just thrown three interceptions against the New England Patriots. Looked like his first game he ever played. Yeah, Jake predicted they wouldn't get a point. Right, yeah. Bold I mean, claim, you knew it, but like you yeah. thought it was a possible real thing. I did. Right, I did. absolutely, and and I was the same way. I, th- I looked at blowout. Everybody, I think, that I kind of follow thought blowout. Like, they just couldn't stay with them. The Jets couldn't stay with them. In fact, I think the only one I heard was Steve Tasker going, hey, dude, this is still an NFL football team. They made a lot of moves to get better, and Robert Sala is not – a joke. He's a good coach. So bear in mind, this is still uh, something they have to overcome. This is still a good team. And c- come to find out, the guy who played football for how many seasons, 10, 12 seasons, knew what he was talking about. They were a good team. They were prepared, and they were they wanted it. Um, you mentioned something, Jake, right, about somebody who said them about wanting it? Yeah, I mean, it's – who was it that said that? Somebody said they wanted it more or something like that, right? Well, there's – there's, uh, I, I can't think of who said it specifically. Right. But there's definitely some people out there, and it might have been – Like a I, Bills player or something. Somebody said they definitely wanted it more, being oh, a culture yeah, yeah. player. 
But yeah, well, th- that that was pretty obvious. Well, I think Josh Allen's what well, like what he said was, you know, it's hard to win in this league when your quarterback plays like shit. Right. And I think he was right. I think he said something along the lines of, you know, they they just wanted it more than we did. Yep. Um, and it, it showed. I was texting my buddy during the game, and he was right away. He's like, "Dude, our team just doesn't look up for this game. They just don't look like they have the emotion like the Jets do." And you know, maybe it's because we went in there, like you said, Jeff, and we were just kind of like thinking we're going to roll them. Um, maybe it was because they just weren't up for the game. You know, right. there's there's times where I know for as an sure. athlete, you just you go into a game and you're just kind of like, hey, you know, I'm here, I'm playing. But everybody's gunning for us now. That's the problem, right? Yeah, like we talked about, like the Bills are where Green Bay, Kansas City, and all the predominantly good teams are. We're now the one that everybody pulls out all the stops to try to beat because that that might be your season. I mean, the Jets are 6-3. and three. By all means, they have a real shot at making the playoffs. But at the same time, that might be their season. The one thing they can hang their hats on is they beat the Super Bowl favorite, right? I mean, Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's they had that game circled. You know, they, for sure. they for sure had that game circled just like Miami had it circled because just like we had it circled against New England every year. And Kansas City. You know, yeah, exactly. So it's just they, they want to bring their best to beat us. And then not only because we're the Super Bowl favorite, because we dominated them the last three years. Yep. So, yep. you know, that, that gives you a chip on the shoulder. And you, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say, like, our team has lost any chip because we still should have a chip on our shoulder based on last year's playoffs and the year before that. But you have other teams that are up and coming that have certain chips on their shoulders too. Right. You know, like they their chip is – well, the freaking Bills smoked us the last three years. Yep. You know, that's that's a chip. Absolutely. So. Well, well, you wonder about Minnesota, right? Because like the Bills, Josh Allen's first real crazy victory as a rookie or as a young football player was Minnesota. We were we were like dogs, huge dogs in that game. And we beat Minnesota. You know what I mean? Bad. Like, yeah, but, we beat them bad. Yeah, they might be thinking about that. Well, what I was going to say is it's 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 humbling and it's interesting because coming into the season I hadn't really I hadn't really considered any of the talk of people saying that the Jets are going to be good this year and Miami's going to be good this year. New England's going to have a great defense this year. Like I was just sitting here thinking like how oh, we got this shit on lock, you know? And, right. and in yep. reality it's not like that and it never is. We we do have trouble in our division sometimes, you know, and that's yeah. it's historic. Uh, and Even all with division, Josh. yeah, all division games are always crazy right like i mean you can't you cannot count on anything when it comes to your own division because if you're near the top then you're the target if you're near the bottom then you're pulling out all the stops to get the guy that's on top yeah well and the unfortunate thing is they're doing better outside the division too than what i expected true 100 yeah, yeah miami had a lot of struggles but they they came out of the gate looking pretty hot they did yeah and yeah. They, like i say they're in a real position at six and three to, to make a playoff spot. I mean... Who, the Jets? Yeah, the yeah. Jets are there. Miami's there. Um, New England's not far behind. They have at least a decent defense to build off of. So, yeah, the Bills are going to figure out real quick that the division is not a pushover the way it was a year or yeah. two ago. No, for it's, sure. It's not a pushover. But the thing you got to look at, too, is, um, you know, the preparedness that these other teams have, like Miami and the Jets. For they're, sure. They're super young. 
they haven't they haven't been together long with with their new squads and their new draft picks and the free agents. I mean, Chubb just got traded to the Dolphins. So right. let's really see what happens when it gets to meaning like real meaningful oh, yeah. football. Oh yeah, I in, agree. In 100%, fifteen dude. and sixteen, you know, go getting into those games because you know the difference between us and them is not just Josh Allen or Stephon Diggs. It's this team has been together for the last five years and yep. we've went went through the rainer so to speak right right so i think we we have the the heads up on on certain teams like that in the division because we we kind of know what to expect and how to be prepared towards the end of the year now hopefully we can get healthy that's that's the one thing that right huge. now i mean we that talked about huge. that in the beginning of the year yeah like if there's Stay one healthy. thing that's going to kill us it's, it's injuries well the funny thing is we've had two division games they've both been on the road in a fucking desert heat and like ridiculous heat in Miami where we outplayed them by probably twice as many yards as they had roughly. Yeah. You know, we outplayed them a ton. And then the New York jets who, and Jason mentioned it earlier. I mean, we need to talk about the coincidence and you brought it up of the timing of this game. Yeah. Right. I mean, I know it's coincidence. Fine. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not, trying to build anything that doesn't exist but it's a weird fucking coincidence oh, and what, i'm sorry and we didn't talk about it on the podcast yet but what he's referring to is the fact that you know josh allen this is the second anniversary of his grandmother's death death roughly around this time yep and dwelling on that type of a thing can be hard for you know pretty much anybody right and not to mention jake brought up simultaneously we also have daylight savings those yep. types of things can have real impact on people that's scientifically proven and do what, either of those things correlate to anything we don't know but what we do know is that josh came out of that gate not looking like josh right he wasn't he wasn't pumping up his team he wasn't joking around with stefan diggs like none of that stuff was happening like what do you point out about this date last year what happened well yeah it was the, the same date last year on um Daylight savings that we played the Jaguars in Jacksonville, yep. and we laid a complete egg. You know, we only scored what, same six, six points. So same basic concept. Our offense, our defense did okay. Our offense let us down yep. two consecutive years on roughly the exact same situation. Daylight savings, anniversary of Grandma's death. You know, and it, and I get it. We're not trying to build a conspiracy theory here. We're just saying weird correlation. It is really weird. Yeah, you know, absolutely. it is really weird the way it went down. Yeah. So I guess the positive side is that game's now behind us, and it's just as we can likely, move forward. It's just as likely that Josh is just really sad because it's no shave November and he can't grow a good mustache. I mean, that's just <laughs> yeah. all there is to it. <laughs> that mustache is great. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't think about that part. Yeah, it went past me by completely, but. All right, let's get to the real elephant in the room here. Where are we at with Josh Allen's injury? He's got a broken trunk, that elephant. That damn elephant well, broke his fucking trunk. I mean, we're, we got a, a bunch of different scenarios on the table right. that no one really knows yet, but it kind of seems like it's leaning towards, right now, the same type of UCL sprain he had in 2018. We Which was four weeks. Four weeks. But what we don't know is the severity of the sprain yet. Right. Or if it's if it's really the UCL, um, it could be a different type of sprain to the elbow ligament that isn't the UCL. But for those of you out there that want to know what the UCL is, it's it basically acts as the same 
as your MCL and your knee. So it right. supports your elbow and your your two bones that meet to make your elbow. It supports and the muscles, that. right? Like and the and the and the muscles underneath, um, which is going to affect your throwing motion. It's going to affect how you grip the ball, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So if he has a grade one sprain. Uh, worst case scenario is he tries to play through it with a brace like he did when he came back in 2018, right. which helps stabilize the elbow. If he doesn't, or if the doctors are like, look, I mean, you can compromise hurting it worse, and then you need surgery if you if you can, if you tear it, then right. then you're then you're going to be gone for a year and a half. Right. So as an athlete, if you're put in that situation, let's say you're Josh Allen, and the doctor says, look, we can put a brace on it, you can try to play. But there's a 65% chance you could tear it. Right. If you're Josh Allen, would you say, all right, I want to try to play through and get my team, or do I take four weeks off, let it yep. let it, let it, it go, and not have to go through a surgery that could take you out for a year and a half? Right. Yeah. Well, and obviously, I think you would go the other way. And, I mean, realistically, we don't know for sure he could need surgery now. Right. But or it could be a strain and it it's a week nothing. or two. Yeah, he might play this week. It's, it is weird. I mean, I, we talked about this briefly earlier. Is, is it a situation where no news is good news? Because I, I'm i not the type of person that believes that kind of stuff. Like, sure. I feel like if it was an easy answer, they would have already come out and said it. Well, you know, like and, that's, that's my opinion. Right. And um, somebody pointed out that they have a press conference on Monday, a press conference after practice on Wednesday. It's not unusual for the coach to remain silent on a Tuesday. Right. So try we'll find to, out shortly. Right. Try to accept it for what it is. It's rare for a coach to make a statement on a Tuesday regarding an injury. They want to wait till the team has evaluated and the doctors have evaluated a player, at, and then they practice on Wednesday. Right. He will certainly be limited, minimally, tomorrow. But... By lunchtime or a little after, they'll have a better idea where he's at, maybe before that. But it wouldn't surprise me if we don't hear anything till tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. yeah and if, right? And my guess is if they go into tomorrow and they say, if if it comes out with the injury report on Josh and he's day-to-day, my guess what that means is they're trying to figure out a way to possibly get him to play on Allow Sunday. him to play with a brace Correct. or whatever. Yeah. So they're going to try to see what he can do. In practice, which would create a game situation style to see sure. how he how he can handle it, how the pain is, Absolutely. how he can throw, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, he was optimistic. He said, I'll be able to work through it this huh. week. But, you know, he's I'm sure any he's player gonna, yeah. in that situation is going to say the same thing. Right. So, yeah, it's it's a the overall situation in itself is not what we needed as a team. I mean, we've been dealing with injuries uh, all year. And right. the last guy we needed to get an injury, and we said this at the beginning of <laughs> the this year over and over, is Josh. Suffer an injury, yeah. sure. So. Um, and again, we talked about, too, that we, you know, everyone talks about the risk of having a quarterback that runs. What's going to happen? He's going to get hurt on the run. Yep. Well, maybe he did in the Green Bay game. It didn't look like it. Right. But we're pretty sure he got hurt doing what all quarterbacks do, sitting back in the pocket and throwing the football. Yep. Yeah. 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 And that being said, I mean, I agree 100 percent. You know, we've always said the the guy runs. He runs. That's who he is as a player. He runs the football, had a beautiful scamper of 36 yards or whatever for a touchdown. 
You yeah. know, uh, that's what makes Josh Allen Josh. We're not asking him to stop. We are saying that in, in critical situations where you can slide, not hurt the team, do it. Makes sense, yep. right? Yep. You don't want the guy risking when he doesn't need to. But that being said, let's talk about, about the game a little bit, right? Like, so we played the Jets. Everybody was optimistic. 10-point spread plus 11.5, wherever it was. I thought, and I think everybody here thought, that we were going to win fairly handily. We did not. Initially, I was willing to let the defense off the hook because they gave up 20 points, and if you hold a team with 20 points when you have one of the best offenses in the NFL, you should be able to beat that team. We didn't. We scored 17. Our lowest output in terms of passing yards, yards, and points this season. Use that for your stat of the week if you want. It's negative, but it's what we got. So that's what we know. We also know that Zach Wilson, when it comes to the defense, had the best statistical day of his entire freaking career. He was a quarterback rating of 101. He's 72% completion percentage, had a touchdown, zero interceptions. That's not when you, when you have the top three or four defense in the NFL, obviously not what you expect. Congratulations are not in order for giving a quarterback the best day of his career. Correct. So... That being said, we've already covered the fact that it was a bad day top to bottom. Special teams. How the fuck does your kicker kick a ball out of bounds on a kickoff? Are you serious? In today's NFL, Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, like, I mean, I, there should be no reason to kick it away from a returner. Kick it out of the end zone or whatever. Don't kick it out of the end zone. But don't kick it near a sideline. I mean, that was nuts. There's no wind. Like they literally said, the conditions for football were perfect. There's no wind. So yep. you can't even let special teams off the hook. No, you can't. You can't. And then, I mean, the concerns that I take out of this game, and I can rattle through them for a second if you, if <laughs> yeah, you may. Yeah, absolutely. Please I'll, do. I'll, I'll start off, obviously, with, uh, I mean, Josh was way off. He had a, a problem, but it wasn't just his fault. You know, I mean, he threw two bad picks. I get it. But if you want to if you want to go to the the offensive line real quick, Questenberry was getting beat all day. Dawkins had a rough day. Absolutely, those two guys just they they couldn't two protect. Two targets for Dawson Knox. Yeah, they couldn't protect. Then if you go to the wide receiver core, Stefan Diggs did what he normally does. But we're having a real issue right now with a second option. I mean, we paid Dawson Knox top ten tight end money. And what have you with his his brother passing away and things like yeah, that. Absolutely. That's, so yeah. maybe his head's not completely in it, but they really haven't got him involved in this offense, which you know is a question mark there. Gabe yep. Davis is having issues getting open, and his um, catch percentage. His, we talked about that. His catch percentage. You know, he. I mean, I know it's he under was under fifty percent. How is that? He's under fifty percent. He's on the field for ninety percent of the snaps. Right. Um, and that was a concern that I had last year too. Yeah. Yep. You go to McKenzie. We're having a real issue right now at slot, and I'm I don't love who Cole Beasley became out of this team, but sure. what Cole Beasley brought to this football team as a player and as a slot receiver, we we missed him in a game like right. that uh, on Sunday because we needed a guy to just be able to bail Josh out, get open when he needed to get open, little short, you know, five six yard gainers here Which and there. Which you expect from your tight end. Tight end or well, Kumuro. or even like I mean, McKenzie's supposed to be our starting slot well, receiver, sure. and Absolutely. he just Absolutely. he's not cutting it. I think he still is just a decent gadget guy. We got to figure out what to do in the slot. That's just that's hurting us. And then Matt Milano not being there, I think, was a real eye opener on our run defense. He yeah. is 
he's like the equivalent of not having Josh Allen on offense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when you're it's true, and I I don't mean this to be a mean thing, but when your best slot receiver is Singletary, you're having a bad fucking day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, we talked about that too. Devin Singletary, nine carries. You know, maybe that could have been expanded. Even though we talked about it, he didn't, he didn't do great with those carries he had. The Bills struggled in the run game too, and they couldn't stop the run. But yeah, there was just a whole lot. Like the the whole thing made made the week look way worse than it did because it was all three phases of football, right? As a special teams, offense, defense. Like there were there were areas. Uh, Von Miller said, "I could have done more. I should have done more." Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so, all three phases of the game when they're not working, and we lost by three points. Yeah, you know I mean, it wasn't like they blew us out or anything. I genuinely struggled to find a player that I could call out as being like the MVP that you know carried their weight. The closest was Von Miller. He had a strip sack, and again, Josh Allen was sacked how many times? I don't even remember. Now. Five. Like five times, yeah. and we hit. We got Zach. We got uh, Zach Wilson one time. I think coming out of the gate, Diggs looked really strong, and then it just petered off after. He like, didn't the first have a catch in minutes. the second half. Yeah, if they yeah, take him away, that's the problem. As you pointed out with Gabe Davis, in the second half they took Stephon Diggs out of the equation, and we were done. We didn't have an option. And, yeah, and the yeah. one thing that we didn't talk about yet either is they realized that this was a game of attrition. They right. fucked our defense with time. They fucked Josh Allen with time. Right. Too much and not enough. Yeah, Zach Wilson didn't throw for 300, 400 yards. No, 154 yards. And they shouldn't right. be able to control the clock on us like that. I mean, dude, their for offensive sure. line their offensive line is, is it was banged up, kind of like what our defense yeah. was. They had two or three starters out. They they had a, we a had running nothing. back in uh, Robinson they just signed from the Jaguars. And he's, <laughs> yeah, right. he's not known for... for for running all over everybody, he's a Absolutely solid. Not. He's a solid running back, but come on, a hundred and sixty something yards. Yeah, whatever it was, it was so ridiculous. It's just, I think we got in our own heads, and they they came out to the gate, and the Jets were just like they kind of. It's kind of like a heavyweight fight when you get yep. punched in the mouth, and you're like, oh shit, they're they're actually. They're better than I thought they'd be, and then you're just you're just kind of stunned from there, right? Well, and that's kind of how what it reminded yeah, me of. What's that saying? It's Oh, I don't about, know. You know, everyone's tough till they get punched in the fucking mouth or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, it's and funny because it. even like the last series, right? We get the ball back with a minute, whatever left. I don't. I don't even know if we had tight end or timeouts left, but and we're going backwards. We're going from like the twenty-five back to like the ten. Yeah. When Josh Allen throws a seventy-yard pass to freaking Gabe Davis, it hits him in the hands and the chest. He drops the ball. It didn't touch yep. his hands. It hit his chest and fell to the ground. Oh, yeah, ground. right. It like went right through his he hands. Was, he was fucking trying to clam the thing instead of actually pocketing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just like a comedy of errors, and and maybe it's just a thing that happens. Maybe the Bills saw that no Super Bowl winner has won in the last 25 years with less than two losses or some ridiculous thing. I don't know. Yeah, you just got to get those gimmies in there. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's just, like, well, it sucks. I mean, when you should be at a team like like the Jets, like we should have beat them. You know, that that hurts. Division losses suck. I mean, AFC it, it losses just really, suck. It really will matter if it comes down to that, you know? We still are the number one seed in the AFC. I mean, I, again, we okay, let's but flip. We're one let's, game out. Right, let's flip the table. Let's look at the positive side. We're still one of the best teams in the NFL. Yeah. We're number one in the AFC. You know, we're not 
technically out of anything. Like in last year, uh, somebody pointed out GR or somewhere that at one point we were seven and six, and we literally were thirteen seconds away from going to an AFC Championship game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Right. You know what I mean? So doom and gloom, yes, it's it's pretty ugly. It's pretty nasty. I hate it. The idea that Josh Allen could be hurt, terrible. But at the same time, it's not the end of the world. Even if we had to play in the playoffs away from home, you know, it's not the end of the world. If we are the team we think we are, we should be able to overcome that right. yep. with health. Yep. And if you look at, like, for instance, let's say Josh has to miss a, a minimum of three to four weeks. You know, let's just play that scenario real quick. Right. If he does, um, now you look at the schedule that we have coming up. Minnesota is Top at home. Game. It's going to be a tough game, but because it's at home, it makes it more winnable for Absolutely. us, even without Especially Josh. Especially with the weather being questionable this week. Then the next. Next week we're home again against Cleveland, so being another home game, no Deshaun Watson gives that a, a much better chance to win. Sure. Then, then we go to Detroit on Thanksgiving. We all know what Detroit is right now. Worst they're not, defense in the NFL. They're not technically. Yeah, they're not good. And then if he makes it back, if he doesn't, we play the following week, Thursday night, at New England. Right. If he doesn't make it back for those four games. I mean, the best that I would hope for is two and two in yeah. those four. Yeah, best and, and worst. Like I think well, best he, and worst yeah. outcomes and hopefully I think would be two and two. I, the, I think that's fairly doable be, right. based on our competition. Now, the funny thing is, if Josh comes back after New England, we play home against the freaking Jets. Right. That would be his game back. What funny Maybe correlation would that yeah. be? Exactly. So, um, I mean, the positive spin on that is. We still have a deep team, yeah. Uh, even even though we we're looking at Case Keenum being like, ugh, yeah, Case I Keenum. Know. But we still have a shitload of talent on this team all over the place, and I would just hope that our our coaching staff would be able to game prep very well, right, to make sure that we do what we need to do to stay in some games and win them late or win them at the end. You know, there what is I mean? a there is a thought out there. I've seen a few people mention it that possibly Poyer, Milano, and Trey White could have played. I think uh, that's accurate, yeah. The field in New Jersey is not the greatest. They talked about it prior to the game, that a lot of players come out, uh, non-contact injuries in that location. So maybe they're playing it safe with Trey White. Yeah, it's uh, that was a Possibly game. the other teams, or without uh, possibly with Milano and Poyer too. Yeah. Just like, why risk further injury? Let's talk big picture here. Yeah. Just like Josh Allen. If the doctors say, give him a couple of weeks, he'll be fine, he'll get those two weeks. The next two weeks are not going to make or break our season. They're absolutely not. Right. So him being healthy is probably more critical four weeks from now than it is currently right oh, now. 100%. Oh, 100%. Yeah, for sure. You know, so, yeah, yeah that they want them at the end of the season where it matters. And then, obviously, going into the playoffs, man. I mean, yeah. that's that's where like it say, really Last counts. year, man, we hit the playoffs and arguably the best team in the playoffs. Yeah. You could make that case. The fact we lost the toss, lost that game, yeah, we, we lost the game. <laughs> There's no denying that, but... On paper, man, the, the 
statistics the Bills were putting up offense and defense against New England and then Kansas City were really quite good. They they easily could have made it to that championship game. So obviously, number one, playoffs. We need to get to the playoffs. Without that, you don't have anything. But yeah. how you get there is up to you. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yep. Now, um, because I guess we all agreed that we're just going to do this episode a little shorter tonight. Just, Absolutely. You know, because it's, uh, you know, I mean, we don't want to sit here and, and talk, uh, you know, sad football True. scenarios for 55 minutes. Yeah. So, and the so, more that the alcohol soaks in, too. I, I'm, <laughs> the more tired you get? Yeah. The more... Uh, sleepy, sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to start slurring during yeah, our so podcast, you know what I'm saying? So let's 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 play a um, scenario real quick. Like we let's always, do it. We always do. We, we could pick our... Offensive and defensive players of the game, but let's also pick uh, what we think the score in the W or loss would be with Josh and without Josh. Right? Fair enough. So we have time for that. Let's start off with um, we'll go offensive player of the game. We'll start offensive with offensive player of the game. Yeah. Who wants to go? And we're not going to go with Josh. I would say probably not recommended. Well, we typically keep. Josh <clears throat> digs out of it each week just because. You know. All right, who wants to go first? Show of hands. And I'll go nobody. first. All right, Jason's ready. I think it would be nice to see Dawson Knox. Just see him 100%. put up some good points. I think he deserves it. He, he, needs, so a, he needs a game. Well, we're honestly. getting pretty thin. And know? especially with, with or without Josh, if Josh is limited because of his ability to throw downfield, that would be a good outlet guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a new name. James Cook. I'm going to think James Cook is going to have an opportunity to play against Minnesota. Um, I said all along as we get later in the season, you'll probably start seeing more and more of him. He was not exactly featured in this past game, but he did play a few snaps and got a couple carries. Uh, so I'm going to go with James Cook. I'm going to I'm going to hope that we see a bit of a breakout and maybe use the screen game a little bit more. We kind of talked about that. That would be nice, and I think it would be perfect for that even yeah. with naheem himes or hines in the uh in the locker room i think i think james cook still has a sh- chance to shine yeah no absolutely uh, i'm gonna throw a little wrench in there and i'm gonna actually go with our entire offensive line that would be beautiful dude because if you want to talk scenario uh even even both scenarios with josh or without josh I, our offensive line needs to have a big game with pass protection and absolutely. and run and on the run because we're going to have to, without Josh, we're going to have to establish the run. And I, I still think even with Josh, I think we're still going yeah, to have to establish the elbow. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, so, and again, we didn't talk about it, but I did not think our offensive line had a big, a good game. Not at we all. We didn't. We didn't. And not I, at they, all. They need a bounce back game. They need to be good because Minnesota's defense is solid. Absolutely. They, they, have, some, they have some really solid pieces. They have uh, Mr. Horrible Harry on, that, uh, on their yeah. side now. So I... I really want to see the offensive line do something. Absolutely. So, That's a really good call, man. I like it. Appreciate it. All right, Jake, what do you think? Or Jason, you want to go first? Um, yeah, I'm I'm calling for Jordan Poyer to come back. Nice. Have a big game. That's coincidental. I was thinking Matt Milano, same exact thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I think he I think okay, watching ahead, those guys. White. <laughs> yeah, watching those guys on the sideline, it looked like they they tried to play it cool, but I'm sure they were going, Man, I wish I was in there. I wish I was playing. Yeah, I would, I would, uh, I'd like to say Trey White because I feel like he's going to play this game. I do too. And I feel like if he does play this game, 
he could potentially be the player of the game because he's going to have to man up Justin Jefferson this Absolutely, whole game. Absolutely, dude. And if he can shut him down, <clears throat> that that opens up the entire game for us. I absolutely love that call. I, I really think they've been slow rolling Trey White and possibly because of this matchup. I'm not saying it's for sure, yeah. but it feels like he could have played for the last couple of weeks. And like I said, the turf in New Jersey sucks. People talk about it all the time. It's a place where players go to get injured. And if you're right that they could have brought them back sooner, they're not going to wait. Not with Josh being No, they're coming hurt. home. Yeah. Yeah, they're they coming home on our now. turf, man. They're playing Minnesota on our turf. Yeah. And you're right. I, I like that call. That would be fantastic to see let's, Trey White match up. Let's see if we're up. all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. Now, let's talk about, we'll go, let's go with scores with Josh Allen, prediction scores, win or loss. Let's say with Josh in this game. Um, I'll go first. With the weather conditions, I'm thinking they may be, a little tougher to put up big numbers. So I'm going to go with 28 points for the Buffalo Bills and uh, 21 for Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, it's going to sound similar, but I was going to go 28-25, and I'm not changing my mind. Perfect. Yeah, the I guess the weather is supposed to be snow with between three to six inches of accumulation. And I don't know if that's going to happen during the game or whatever. Yeah, it's, but it's tough right now. It's going to be cold. It's going to be snowy. I don't know how good Minnesota is in weather because they're a dome team, right? Right. So that, I think, will play somewhat of a factor in this. Uh, even, like, you know, TJ Hawkinson, he's coming over from another dome team. Yeah. You know, so I – and I'm not saying they can't play in weather, but I think sure. I think the favor will lean a little towards us in, in, the, in the weather. So with Josh, um, I'm going to go with 24 to 20 Buffalo. I like it. I like it. Yeah, and the funny thing is, too, when you mention that, even though Minnesota plays in the Dome and Detroit, they also play in the North, which means they have to play in Green Bay at least once a year. Right. So depending on what time that's scheduled, but they don't historically spend a lot of time in the cold. Yep. And it will definitely be cold, if nothing else. We don't know precipitation-wise for sure. Right. But I think the high is like 39, so it's going to be freaking cold yep. for sure. It's so, going to be chilly, yeah. So yeah. we'll see how the Bills uh, handle that. Let's talk uh, if, without Josh. If, without, without Josh, if he doesn't play in this game, um, I I'll go. I think the Bills still win. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go twenty four twenty one. I think they still can beat the the biggest part is like you mentioned, Kirk Cousins, uh, Dalvin Cook, and Justin Jefferson are the major points of that offense. Now they got T.J. Hawkinson which adds a wrench to it. So if providing Poyer and Milano play, I think they'll be fine. If Trey White plays, it may end up being a bit of a bigger spread than what I'm thinking. But without Josh Allen, they're going to have to figure out different ways. They're not going to be throwing the ball deep down the field. It's going to be dink and dunk, and I think there'll probably be around 24. Yeah. So let's assuming the defense plays the same way they would with or without Josh, we'll go 24-21. Nice. Um, I'm going to go 24-20 that we lose. Okay. Okay. If we don't have Josh. Right. Now, without Josh, I'm thinking uh, it depends if Poyer and Milano and White all play. If we get those three guys back, I say that we can squeak one out. Yep. Um, and I think it's going to be a much tighter, low-scoring game if that happens because we're going to be strong on defense. 
gonna not, have to be not as strong an offense. So I'm gonna go more of like a twenty to seventeen Bills victory on that. That's a really good thought too. The thing you guys got going for you is I can't predict shit. So well, I'm probably wrong. I can't honestly say any of us did very good last <laughs> week. Yeah, nobody. We, I didn't anyway. We all kind of blew it last week, but yeah. yeah. Now, the important thing, too, is Greg Rousseau is going to miss a few weeks with a high ankle sprain. Yeah. But Boogie Basham, when given the opportunity, has actually played extremely well. Boogie, boogie, boogie. You know, A.J. Epinesa has been spotty, but yep. when he's given an opportunity, he's played okay. I It was weird because what I didn't hear during that Jets game at all was our interior defensive line. Everybody knows Bond Miller got a sack, he got a strip sack, whatever. Did you hear, like, I didn't hear Ed Oliver's name, Jordan Phillips. I didn't hear much from yeah. the interior defensive line at all. Unfortunately, they just, uh, they also had a bad game. I mean, Daquan yeah. Jones, Jordan Phillips. Right, to, there you go, Daquan Jones. I heard his name mentioned one time. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think the defensive line, uh, kind of similar to what I was saying about the offensive line, is going to have is going to have a, a reboot, so to speak, in this game. I think I think their their pride got hurt against the Jets, and I don't think Von Miller is going to let that happen quite often. I mean, they're strong up front, and they know yeah. they are. And yeah. those guys have big egos, so I don't think you're going to see any pure domination like you did well, last week. Yeah, on, they, on need the, to, they need to step it up because Delvin Cook is no joke. Yeah. It'll be interesting, James Cook and De- Delvin Cook. Yeah, well, at the same time, they're not the same time, but you know, being, first being game same field, versus yeah. each other. That's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, it is cool. They both have a lot of uh, love and respect for each other, just the way they talk about each other. So, yeah, absolutely. They love competing. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just keep your fingers crossed that we'll be able to have Josh. Yeah, I, I, forward, really, so. well, and, I really do hope we have Josh. And that's got to be a tough decision to make, too, because if you have Josh, but he's going to be, you know, kind of. Whether he should play, shouldn't play, is he going to be up a hundred percent? Like, right? Do you just rest him so you don't fuck up the rest of your season? Right. Well, that's a tough it. Choice. It's going to come down to can he make the injury worse? Yep. If there's that's even it. if he's feeling good, but it could get worse. I'd rather he sit out if he has to. Same here. Before absolutely before it's too important. Like I said, agreed. Week, uh, what is this? Nine or ten is not as important as you know. First yeah. week of the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, watch it be yeah. a nagging injury that we just keep fucking like. Yeah, we don't need that at all. Delaying and delaying. We don't like, need yeah. that at all. Yeah, that's the Absolutely last thing not. that. And I'm sure these guys are the exact same. Mm-hmm. You know, those doctors and coaching staff. So. Yep. Yeah, man. Anything else, fellas? I think that's it. I think we're pretty good. We'll do a little bit of a brief episode based on a, a loss and. Uh, yeah, we're not calling and, it that early. Nah, nah, it's good. It's good. And then hopefully everybody keep your fingers crossed. Say a little prayer to the football gods that yeah. we get Josh Allen back for this game and he's healthy. Hundred percent. Well, as always, Jay, why don't you tell them how to listen to Ending the Drought? Yeah, you can find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ETD Buffalo. You can look for us where we host our podcast episodes on Anchor.fm forward slash Ending the Drought, or you can look for us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you happen to get your podcasts. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it, as always. Just want to end it with, where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Go Bills! Go Go Bills. Bills!